Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Growing in Grace, the podcast. Growingingrace.org. I'm Mike with Joel. We're glad you're with us. Thanks for sharing with a friend. All archived programs are on that website, by the way. We started this thing over 10 years ago, and you'll probably, if you went back and listened from start to finish, which we've heard some people have done, you'll, you'll hear us, uh, I think perhaps, uh, I think you'll, you'll hear this consistency throughout the 10 years, but there, I think you'll pick up on some things that we've grown in, and uh, that's what this is all about. I mean, we're, we're, we're just talking these things out between us, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to share something that will click with you and, and will help you to, to move on into a, a more abundant life that has been provided for us through Jesus Christ. Yes. And like you said, Growing Grace, the podcast. I like how you said that. And I think with my... <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie. With my little rough voice here because of my sore throat, it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, you know, Star Wars, the trilogy, well, it used to be a trilogy, then they had another trilogy. Now they've got seven episodes, well, we've got 520, so <laughs> they got nothing on us in the in Hollywood, but of course, uh, <laughs> we're not making the money they made either. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay, because that's not what it's about. We're not here for that at all. Uh, we're here to, you know, to uh, you know deliver the good news. I was talking with someone through email about... Uh, the word preacher, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Matt, often uh, encouraging me as a as a preacher, and I uh, I looked I've looked up that word like in Romans ten. How how can they hear uh, unless someone tells them how you know preachers have to be sent? And the word preacher really simply means someone who declares a message. Uh, it's just someone who gives a message. Doesn't have to be someone standing up in front of a whole bunch of people in front of a congregation. Sure, that works. That's a good way to deliver a message. Uh, but here we are, just preaching the good news. We're delivering the message of the good news. That's really what this podcast is about. And uh, so, whether it's uh, in front of a whole bunch of people, and we do have thousands of uh, downloads per month, uh, or whether it's uh, one person being blessed uh, through what. Uh, the words that we're sharing here, it's really great and wonderful uh, because the good news is something that people need to hear. There's, there is a ton of bad news in the world, lots and lots of bad news. And hopefully this will give you at least a little bit of cheer as we share this good news. The past couple of weeks talking about how the first covenant had to come to an end. Uh, the second covenant replaced it. Um, I'm going to go over to first Timothy chapter one. Um, and Paul said, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men, okay, did you catch what Paul said there? That's our goal. Love, pure heart, good conscience, sincere faith. But there are some men <laughs> strained from these things. They've turned aside to fruitless discussion by and how are they doing that? How, how are they turning aside from those good things to fruitless discussion? Wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know the law is good 
if one uses it lawfully, realizing the fact that law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, and it goes on. Okay, so Joel, I mean, I don't, I don't know how how we in the church miss some of this stuff, but um, these people who want to be teachers of the law, even though they don't, they don't understand what they're saying or asserting, um, how can you mix that in to a new covenant where the, the the former the law was ended and something replaced it with Jesus Christ, and yet we realize there's nothing wrong with the law itself. We know that it's good if it's used lawfully. And and in in Galatians, Paul gave an example of how the law is used. The law was a tutor. It was a teacher. It was was designed to show people that you could not live up to the demand of perfection that it required, and it was there to point you to a solution Mm -hmm. to that problem, and that was Jesus Christ. That's what the law was, was pointing us to. And, of course, all those scriptures from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, Moses and the prophets, they bore witness of the one who is yet to come, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were pointing to him. That was the purpose of the law, like you just said, uh, from Galatians. It was a tutor. It was a schoolmaster that was meant to show people who were under the law that, hey, uh, this thing isn't working, right? You know, that's what uh, Hebrews had said. God found fault with the people. That's what the law does. It shows people their faults, and it shows that there's no way for relating to God through commandments. And so it points to Christ. It leads to Christ. And then once in Christ, Galatians says, you are no longer under the tutor. See, the tutor's job is done, finished, and it's it's moved out of the way because now you have this new relationship with Christ where you're walking in grace. And here's the thing, you know, if you're in Christ, you're not under law, Paul says, but you are under grace. And so... You know, this passage that you were reading from talks about using the law lawfully. So if you're not under the law, but under grace, then the law can't be used lawfully with you. <laughs> it, but yeah, because you're a righteous person. Exactly. You know, let's define a righteous person, Joel. It's somebody who believes by faith in Jesus Christ. Right. That's how we are made righteous. God, Christ became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Had nothing to do with what we did. You know, Christ became a sin for us, even though he wasn't a sinner. And we became the righteousness of God, even though all we knew was sin, even though that's what we knew. We had never done a righteous thing in our lives, because as uh, it's pointed out in the Old Testament, that uh, everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Even our righteous acts are as, are as dirty rags with God. And so we became righteous, again, not because of our behavior, but because of what Christ has done. And so, indeed, we're under grace, not under the law, and as such, the law can't be used lawfully with us. It is meant to be used for those, like the cap you just read, the list of people. It's basically those who have not come to know Christ yet. And again, let's just keep the circle going around and come in full circle. It's used to show them <laughs> that in their sin, there's no way for them to relate to God, and so they need Jesus Christ. Once they come to Christ, they're no longer under the law. The tutor's job is done. And they are in grace, and they are made righteous. 
And that's good stuff. So, so as we who are righteous in Christ, it's it's not based on on our own righteousness here. It's 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 that the gift of righteousness that came to us uh, freely through Christ. Um, we we are no longer well. We've pointed this out before, but sometimes we just got to say things so that you can get them. We as Gentiles were never under the law, but so I'm going to go on ahead here and just say we're no longer under the law. We who are believers in Christ. Um, nobody, whether Jew or Gentile, is under the law anymore because of what has taken place with uh, the, the cross. So in Romans 7, the very first part of Romans 7, Paul was talking to people who knew the law and was explaining how they at one time, as people under the law, uh, were in a marriage relationship to it. We as Christians, as believers in Christ, have no relationship to the law. The old covenant was put aside. It was thrown out. We're not here to bash the law. As we've said before, it's holy, righteous, and good. It had a purpose, and, and it pointed us to Christ. But we no longer, as believers, are in relationship to that. And, and to, to just clarify here, we're in the Spirit now. That This is the covenant that replaced the old one with the commandments written on stone. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, Galatians 5.18. But the fruit of the Spirit, and here's the difference, Joel, instead of thou shall not, instead of living by that creed, we now have the living God in us by his Spirit, and the fruit of that Spirit in us is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. That's where we should be, not back under the old that actually caused sin to increase. Yeah, that's that's what it did. Paul's words right there is... Uh, as revealed to him by Christ to himself, you know, Paul said that what he had received, he received directly from Jesus Christ, and uh, he, Paul, had this understanding of the of the grace of God and of the law that no, not many other people, at least, would have had. He was a Pharisee. He was a a master studier of the law. I mean, that's what he did. That's what he lived, ate, and uh, and breathed was the law. He knew the law. And so uh, when he said the things that he did, <laughs> when he said the things that he said about the law, he was not taking the law lightly. And so uh, people might ask us, are you—it it sounds like you're attacking the law. It sounds like you're making light of God's law. It sounds like maybe uh, you're, you're saying that people should just go off and, and live wildly. Um, well, Cap, something you had said to me uh, in between uh, recording sessions, I think that was uh, today, you said— um, you know, God never gave anyone a license to sin, whether it's somebody who's under law or under grace. God's never giving the okay to sin. So we're not saying that. Paul didn't say that. He was accused of that. Paul himself, in all his talk about the law and uh, not being under the law, uh, he was accused of, of preaching licentiousness is what we would call it today. Uh, he was accused of that. But he said, no way, let that not be, you know, that may that never be, God forbid. Of course, that's not what he was saying, and that's not what we're saying. Uh, we are actually trying to uphold the law as it was meant to be, with all the, the, the bigness and greatness and holiness and goodness of the law. It, was, it had a purpose, 
and that was to show us our sin and to point us to faith, point us to Christ. And then once in Christ, we're no longer under that law because we're in faith, we're in Christ, and the law is not of faith, Paul said. Good points. Good points, Joel. Um, Grace is Jesus Christ uh, Jesus Christ is grace personified. Don't blame Jesus. Don't blame grace because people do get carried away with their own fleshly desires. Mm-hmm. This freedom that we Good have, point. that we talk about in Christ, uh, this, the freedom to choose is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man has had that since we've been on the planet, mankind. But we have been given this power of grace now that teaches us to deny ungodliness and to live righteously in the present age. How do we do that? Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there, there is no law. But you're right, Joel. God has never given any of us the, the wink or the excuse to say it's okay to sin. That, that was never the case. And, and grace doesn't make that case either. In spite of what some people think or how they want to interpret things, you can't blame grace or Jesus because people are getting carried away with their own fleshly desires. We've got more to say about this. There's so much to cover, and we hope you'll be back with us next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.